Hello, you sexy people. Welcome back to the Network Marketing Mastery Podcast. My name is Matt. I'm here with my beautiful wife and bride, Shantae. And today we're going to continue along the timeline. So last episode, we left them on a cliffhanger. We did. And for those of you who may be joining in as, you know, this being your first episode, go back. What are you doing? Go back and listen to the first episodes. Uh, so you can get a context of our whole story. We're kind of breaking down our story and sharing in these first episodes some principles and some uh, some shifts that happened in us to help us achieve you know, each phase of rapid growth that we experienced in our business. Uh, so just to give a little summary, first, our first 10 months, we spent at a rank that was the equivalent of about $300 a month in earnings. Then months, and if we hit the next rank for four months, Okay, that brought us up to five, six hundred dollars a month, and then within two months we had jumped to five to six thousand dollars in earnings. Or so we ten x. We ten x in two months our income after being at a very you know beginning rank for for ten months, our first ten months, working really hard the whole time. I want to always clarify that, like we were not just part time; we were like full time <laughs> building this business, at least it being our main focus. So. After that big jump of 10xing our income in two months, you would think that we just had like continued exponential, yeah, massive momentum, exponential growth, a rank every month, or but no, (laughs) no, this is the black hole. What should we call this? This is it's just a plateau, yeah, it's a plateau. It was a plateau. How many of you, right now, in your network marketing business, you are in a plateau? How many of you, like, your business is not falling, like, you're not like worried, but it's also not growing. And so you're worried, right? (laughs) You're like, because it's kind of like, it's really true that if you're not, if you're not growing, you're dying, Mm. right? If you're not growing, you're dying in network marketing. And so it's frustrating. Even if you're, as an example, even if you're making five or $6,000 a month, every single month in your business, but your core leaders, your main leaders are making, you know, one or $2,000 a month every month. Well, that might be that, that higher number might be enough for you and your needs. But if your people aren't growing and, and it's not reaching their expectations, then there can be some fear, right? There can mm-hmm. be some, man, I'm, I'm like, I'm actually going backwards, right? So really growth is always the goal. You always want to be growing. And for four years, Four years, yeah, we stayed that. at the same rank. Mm-hmm. And and when I say stayed at the same rank, we weren't re-qualifying as that rank every single month. Yeah, we were going kind of up and down between two. Up and down and up and down and up and down. Um, and so our income was kind of up and down and up and down. But it was solid enough uh, because of the volume that we had of customers reordering. Um, and that's one of the benefits of just being in a company that you have solid retention, right? Our, our income was actually good enough to take care of our needs. But we really, what people ask, you know, why did you stay at the same level for four years? Part of it, I feel like was because we were fairly comfortable for the first little bit. Like we got to this level of income where we really didn't need to work anywhere else. We didn't have 23 years old. We only had one kid and then we had two, but we only initially, yeah. When we first hit, we didn't even have one or did we have one? No, maybe we did have one. I think, we, I think we had one. But I mean, 23 years old, making five, six thousand dollars a month, like you're rolling. 
right? Like at that age, you're like, okay, our living expenses are what fifteen hundred dollars a month, probably max. Uh, splurging, yeah. going out to eat. And so stuff. it wasn't like we were really needing yeah. to grow. Yeah. We were continuing to do action, and we were continuing to do all the normal things, but we weren't like we did have desire. Yeah. Like we wanted to reach that what what in our company is called diamond, that six figure. Yeah, remember rate. I wanted we, to be there at year one. <laughs> oh, we wanted it so badly. So to spend four years plateaued, it was it was there was a lot of agony. So why did we stay there? Um, one of the, the main thing is management mode. And if you were to look at our, our bonuses, and I actually have another video, go to my YouTube channel, uh, the map mindset, YouTube channel, which is a different one than we'll post this, these, this series on. But if you go there, there's a video where I literally show our income for the first seven years. I don't go through the numbers, but I show you the graph and you can see that our, uh, the, the bonus that our company pays for you personally recruiting people. Uh, during the the first season, it was really big. Every single week, it's a weekly bonus. Mm-hmm. And then you you see once you when you see you can see it tracked well, down. When you did this episode, yeah. And our personal our you can see where our personal production diminished because that bonus went down, even though our monthly bonus was still solid, right? But that that bonus that was dependent on our personal production dropped dramatically. Or, or in other words, the people that we were personally recruiting and our personal recruits recruiting other people. It diminished. And that's what kept us. And one of the things that kept us at that plateau. And we were still working a lot, but yeah, we, were we were doing, doing a lot of trainings. Trainings. We were new PowerPoint training. every single week for continuing education. Yeah. I was like really, really active in the Facebook group. <laughs> Great things to be doing. Yeah. But we were spending 80% of our time supporting people instead of 80% of our time in production mode. Totally. And when you do that, when you're when you're spending all of this time training and supporting other people, your leaders see you, what do they do? They reflect what you do. So they start making PowerPoints, training a bunch of people, uh, and then their people see them. And what do they do? They think, oh, to grow, I need to make a bunch of PowerPoints, train a bunch of people. I love how that's like and, the thing, the making PowerPoints. I know. And, and whatever. PowerPoints aren't bad, you guys. Right, right. But... It, it it was basically that there was a there was a drastic drop in, in personal production on our part and and other people. Yeah. And I feel like the minimum that I'm kind of traumatized from these four years. And so to this day, if I don't personally enroll five to ten new customers or distributors in a month, I start to feel like, man, I'm I'm slacking. Like Maybe I'm, we're in management. We're we're in a plateau. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna get into get into another plateau, right? And I start to get that. I gotta produce, produce, produce. So have that as a good benchmark for yourself. Five personal, you know, signups each month. I think is a healthy a healthy level. Now, um, I, I, what what helped us transition out of that management mode? Honestly, the biggest thing for me was anger. You just got <laughs> sick and tired. I got really mad. Yeah. Yeah. And at, at one point, you know, at that point in our company and in most companies, you you are building and you're depending on certain people, right? You have to build a certain structure. And so we were spending a lot of energy trying to maintain these old teams that we had instead of like launching brand new teams. And, and we just, we like, it felt so justified and it felt so right to be so attached to yeah. these people because they said that they wanted it. And like, they, 
they kept telling us that they wanted it. And there was like almost so many times we felt like, oh, like we want this more than they do. Yeah. It kind of felt like that because it almost felt like we were, you know, dragging them like, okay, when are you going to do your next class? When are you going to do this? And it felt like faithfulness. Like we're not going to leave these people behind. Totally. Right. But But the thing is they were saying the same thing about their core select people saying, oh, we, we, it has to be with these people. Like we're not going to leave these people behind. Right. And when you filter that down, it ends up being a lot of people working with a few people instead of a lot of people working with a lot of people. Um, and so it, it, anyway, it created, it created a, yeah, a pattern. And at one point I remember just waking up one day and saying, I will never again depend on any one individual person. Meaning like, yes, we will always depend on people. We need people in our business, but it's not going to be any one specific person. And when I when I realized that, in, in fact, when we started to build these new teams, some of our old teams started to wake up again. Yeah. And I, Ray Higdon, I, 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 I think I learned this quote or heard this quote from him, but he says, the best thing that you can do for your existing team is go out and build a new team. And to this day, it's true. When I'm mentoring someone, even at the highest level in our company, in our business, and and you know they're a almost a seven figure earner, let's say a multiple six figure earner, and they're just feeling stagnant. All that I need to do is help them pour all of their energy into a brand new team, and create a new story that can then contaminate or or excite, inspire, inspire yeah. all of their old teams, and boom, things start to come alive again. So if you're if you're on a plateau, the secret is production. And we were living in Charleston during this time, all of these years, pretty much, or for the bulk of the time. And at that stage that I just got really angry, I started throwing everything against the wall. And and the Network Marketing Mastery podcast was one of the things that I started because I was like, I need to document my getting, getting to the next level. Totally. Yeah. And just testing tons of things. And there were other things like we we're trying to figure out like, why are we stuck? Like, I remember we kept saying like, we're stuck. We're stuck. We're so stuck. Like that was kind of the big thing that we we need to go back and change that language. Right. Well, that's one thing that we kept saying, right. Is that we're so stuck. And so it's like, there's gotta be some way to get unstuck. Right. Like obviously something is wrong. Like, why are we so stuck? We're still acting. We're still doing stuff. And at that point, I don't know if I really had like bought into like, I don't think I felt like, oh, it's because we're not producing. I feel like later on yeah. I made that realization, but it was really like, okay, there's got to be some type of shift here. And so we were reading and and educating ourselves. And one of the books that really made a big difference for us was The Big Leap. And so we really recommend reading The Big yes. Leap because there were certain things that I didn't even realize I was believing about what I'm allowed to do, what I'm allowed to have mm-hmm. and what's like, okay. I was really believing that, um, you know, who am I to be great or who am I to have this amazing team or who am I to make a lot of money and a lot of sabotaging. Yeah. A lot of sabotaging. That's one of the biggest things that we do. If, if you are in your business, like ask yourself, am I in a plateau? Are you sabotaging yourself? Right. Yeah, maybe you're still acting, but are you doing things? Are you not realizing that you're actually not recruiting as much as you used to? Or like, that's really what we were doing. We weren't recruiting as much as we had been in the past. And it's because we were 
in part, I know for me, I should speak for myself, um, was sabotaging myself. And I remember at one point, like when I was reading the book and really thinking about all this, I realized, oh my gosh, I just realized that I'm afraid to make more money than someone in my life who I believed I shouldn't make more than because all my life they had made so much money and they were at that phase in their life really struggling and didn't have like what things weren't going well for them. And I was like, Hey, how can I make more money than this person who's taught me so much and has been such a big example for me in my life? And what I realized is like, huh, that's kind of a weird thought. Like, that's so weird, but it was so like real in there. And so questioning those things is so useful. Absolutely. And, and so the big leap is a book that will help you overcome some of that sabotaging. And I, I just had a thought pop in my head. This is not something that, you know, uh, we, we plan to share, but we have a friend named Seth Rizeme, who is an amazing trainer within our company, someone that we admire, cross line guy, but he's just awesome. And he talks about how, uh, you know, as you go through time in your business, when you first get started, each person that you sign up who's like, yeah, I'll, I'll build this business, you're like, diamond right you're like i found i found the next six figure earner and each person you see that level of potential and you have that enthusiasm when they join and over time as you have more and more people stop mm-hmm. building or or even just reject what it is that you're offering people start to join and and sometimes you can fall into the rut right like we talked about in the last episode of thinking Oh yeah, this person's probably going to quit, mm. and like, or or ah, maybe they'll build for a while, but they're they're probably not going to become a six figure earner. Yeah. Instead of having this expectation of every single person being amazing, you start to have this expectation that every single person is going to not do well, and a lot of times people will rise or fall to the level of your expectation. And so, I feel like part of that was true for us as well. Totally. Uh, even once we started recruiting people again, it took a little bit of time for us to then that like once we we gained some inertia, we started to recruit some people, get some victories, see some small rank advancements, and it started to rebuild that belief in us. And we just let that accelerate and accelerate and accelerate until where we are now, where we can be like, yeah, we pop diamonds every single month. We had, you know, I think close to twenty new six figure earners on our team just last month that hit that rank. So. Um, but in that, in that, it took a phase of anger for me personally to get into massive production. We signed up 150 people within just over one year. So we were signing up, you know, probably yeah, 12 to 15 people every single month for a solid year. But that gained some inertia and it, it started to rebuild that belief. And so if you're in a place of plateau, maybe you need to like one, you need to get your mind right. Two, you need to get your feet moving. Yeah, That's something that we say all the time. If you can get your mind right and your feet moving, there's no limit to where you can go in this profession. Um, so last episode, we talked a lot about getting your mind right. In this episode, we're talking a lot about getting your feet moving, right? You need to, you need to be doing the right activities. You need to be in personal production, um, not just in support or management mode. Uh, and as you do that, magic can start to happen again in your business. You'll gain that belief back. You'll start to create new testimonials. It will help inspire the old people. 
and you'll start to get that that momentum coming going again. Totally. So let us know if you have specific questions. Um, write them in the comments. We want to hear from you guys. This is we want to be able to bring people forward and answer questions. This really is like, um, yeah, we're giving strategies and things like that. But this dialogue of really knowing what's going on for you, that's so important for us. Yeah, we're going to leave our social media uh, in the show notes of this episode. We want to connect with you. We want you to see. Uh, we want to see you and hear from you and learn from you as well. Uh, and if you enjoyed this episode, take a screenshot of the episode, post it on your stories and tag us, Matt underscore Shante on Instagram. And we'd love to connect with you. And a last call to action. You know, if you listen to these last couple episodes and you're curious about this part of training your mind, getting your mind right, I want to extend one more invitation for you to get on Shante's free coaching calls. I'm going to plug this woman because I'm seeing I'm seeing how many people that you're impacting in inside of network marketing and outside with these calls. And I think, you know, if you're struggling to get your mind right, which is the, the biggest uh, piece to the puzzle, then send a text to 801-609-9102. Send the word coach and uh, Shante will allow you to hop onto her free coaching calls. Yeah, I'd love to have you there. It's so beautiful and so fulfilling seeing these people who've already been on the calls and have been doing the work of starting to really watch their own thinking start to completely shift and get out of those ruts of thinking so that their natural ruts are positive and propelling them forward into positive action, which creates positive results in their life. So I'd love to have That's you on there with me. That's it for today, my friends. Tune in to the next, the next episode as well. Make sure you're subscribed to the podcast, either here on YouTube or on uh, whatever app you're watching, you're listening to the podcast on. Thank you for being here. We appreciate you and your time and the fact that you're here investing in yourself and allowing us to be those voices in your ear to help you develop and grow to the next level. Have an amazing day. Bye.